0: Shobo Maniacs, you're listening to another episode of the Shop Talk Show podcast all about websites. I'm Dave Rubin with me is Chris Coriore. Chris, how are you? I'm doing absolutely
1: fantastic. Big episode today. Big guest, Ryan Dahl. Hey, Ryan. How are you? Hey, uh, glad to be here. Yeah, thanks for coming on. So probably a whole lot of people on this world know you as the inventor of of Node, and now I have to say the word, and I'm not prepared to do it, but I'm pretty sure it's Dino. Eh. That's right. <laughs> yes. Ah, that's yeah, a big, yeah, yeah. Uh, One Big shot. controversy nice. about
2: uh, how to pronounce it. It is It is Dino. Yeah.
0: I
1: like it because the, now that there's Vite too, which is also impossible to remember how to say, you use the, I don't know, the higher pitched version of both Dino and Vite, you know, so now everybody knows <laughs> and nobody will ever screw it up again. Uh Okay, fantastic. Dave, where do you want to start this thing? We have so many things to to, to, to talk to Ryan
0: about. I, I think what I'm mostly interested is Dino and how it applies to me in the year 2023, I guess. And then, you know, I, I think uh, if, if people haven't seen it, you had a really great talk about kind of the uh, five things you kind of were I guess upset five misgivings about Node, you know, and how it how it all shook out, and that you're trying to address in Dino. Um, Was it just five? I have the video here of what where you had ten. So oh, there's, a, Was it there's a that's kind hey, of a famous f- funny, talk. Funny
2: story about that that uh, title is that's actually not the title of the talk. Like if if you go watch the YouTube recording, like the talk has has a completely different title. Uh, this they. I think it was a good title. It's, it's very clickbaity, right? Uh, uh, I wish I had that title, but, but yeah, actually, actually, I think the title was, uh, Things I regret about Node, and and I don't if you count them. <laughs> there's actually not ten of them. So, uh, but whatever. The sentiment is the same.
1: Yeah, indeed. So that that's that's great. I mean, that's I feel like is going to go down. And it's funny you have, even how you intro the talk. You're like, this wasn't wasn't what I was going to talk about, but I'm just going to wing it on this, and then it turns out to be one of the I don't know, perhaps a, just a legendary tech talk, and people really appreciated your you're like what wait the guy who wrote this thing is going <laughs> to tell us what's bad about it classic but it gave birth to that because you know a third of the end of the talk is and that's why i made dino uh, so you know, I, I I know that was a number of years ago, but can we just go back to that moment? And can you, can you give us the birth of this thing? Because I think that's what the listeners to this show, if you don't know, that's what we end up we're going to end up talking about. There was Node. Node is great. Node is huge. Tons of usage of Node in the world. And the here's the creator sitting here on this show who said, actually, you know, I, I don't know how he feels about Node these days, but he's basically created a better version of Node. Uh, and And it's it's available for us here.
0: And, so tell us. I mean even even though backing up, sorry, you what possessed you with the idea to put JavaScript on a server? Uh, I mean, <laughs> okay, I let's do, go all the way back. We're going back. because uh, I feel like when when I heard that news, I was like, good, good luck, bud. <laughs> <You know? laughs> i mean how how was that? was it as as wonderful as you thought putting JavaScript on the server?
2: I, it was it was more wonderful than than I could have imagined uh, it, that was uh, kind of one of the there's there's kind of these these unique moments in tech where you can kind of put two things together and they work really well and and uh, node was was you know definitely a case of me just working in the right place at the right time. v8 had just come out. I had been working on nginx uh, modules and, and thinking about how to program non-blocking web servers, which uh, previously was was very convoluted and, and very uh, very kind of a, a, a black art that that uh, that needed to that needed you know very <laughs> advanced uh, skills to 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 kind of uh, navigate. Uh, I was also thinking about Ruby and Python and how uh, Event Machine and, and Python's twisted, how, how to kind of get non-blocking servers working in dynamic programming languages. All around the time that Chrome came out, and with Chrome came V8. And uh, it, was, it was really just a matter of, of oh, wow, I, I think I can build a web server in JavaScript. In, well, in, actually in C, but, but kind of surface it in, in JavaScript and, and give people the ability to program uh, a non-blocking server where, where it can, can really handle many thousands of connections at once. Uh, and that this non-blocking, the way that you program non-blocking servers is actually very similar to how you program front-end websites, you have a button, and when somebody clicks it, you get a callback. You don't start a new thread. Uh, and when you have a server, you know you you get a callback essentially when you when somebody connects to it, or you know when a socket becomes readable, or when a socket becomes writable. the 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 kind of idea of of working in callbacks was is is kind of the main. The, the main uh, restructuring in your brain that that needs to happen for for uh, non-blocking servers and and it just so so happens that JavaScript programmers are already thinking in a single thread already thinking about callbacks a lot it's already kind of part of the paradigm and just put putting those two things together uh, turned out to be really really a good idea I mean it was it was pretty clear i think from you know maybe a month into the project that like oh this is this is really awesome and and this is going to be a big deal wow
1: but I, so you but you're writing it in in c you said right so you, obviously you can't write node in node right so you're
2: uh, yeah, uh, yeah i mean node node is uh c++ um uh but yeah you start building little example example servers i i think my, my my first example server was was a little IRC server written in JavaScript on, on top of Node, um, and it just it was like, okay, now I can write an IRC server in you know five hundred lines of JavaScript, and this was just completely not possible be, before that, and and uh, uh, yeah, that was that was very exciting. It, it did take another you know five years before this became. I it was not, you know, it's clear that this was this was something cool, but it was not clear that this would literally be used by like every website. I mean, no node, node these days is is pretty much involved in, you know, if not actually serving the website, uh it certainly involved or the build in or whatever. The the build process for, you know, if you're using React or or basically any front-end framework, you're you're using Node in, in some sense. Um that you know that that level of of just kind of having you know millions and millions of users
1: uh, was was not super clear from the outset. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure it wasn't. But so the servers and non-blocking servers specifically was part of the impetus or whatever. But was there a moment pretty early? There's like, but there's so many people out there that already know this syntax that I'm unlocking them. That I'm I'm taking their skill set and making them more powerful. Was that? In your mind,
2: I've always been interested in scripting languages for for that reason, Ruby, Python, JavaScript. It's uh, uh, I I don't know, it it, it excites me to, you know, doing doing something with computers is always fun, but but, you know, if if you can like enable a bunch of people to to do stuff uh, uh, very quickly and and you know clearly scripting languages allow people to move very quickly is 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 really fun and and uh, you know allows people to to really yeah just just move move very very quickly when you have kind of a garbage collected uh, mm-hmm. uh, scripting language.
1: I almost think of that, I mean, I'm, this is a, a stretch perhaps, but, you know, when jQuery came along, it was like, let's uh, make the CSS selector kind of like the primary thing of jQuery. Let's take something that some people already know and give it to them in this other way. I wonder if that was a, I don't know, just a, a powerful moment. You, let's combine two things together and popularity happens. Yeah, I, I think the
2: story of JavaScript is, Nobody would have invented this language, right? It's it's kind of a nasty language <laughs> that that has just kind of evolved. Like nobody, you know, Brendan Eich is 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 the inventor of JavaScript, but like there's no way that that he would have sat down and made the language as it is today. It's just this weird evolving thing that has a lot to do with kind of social interactions of like many thousands of programmers that are working on standards and working on websites. And, and uh, you know, John Resig comes out with, with jQuery and that kind of influences the standards and, and uh, yeah, you get document query selector. And I, I don't know there there's, it, it's just kind of interesting how this thing is evolving. Um, and I mean, at, at these days is, is really the default programming language, in a in a very real sense, right? It's it's kind of the the English of of, of programming languages. Basically, every programmer can speak JavaScript to some degree.
1: <laughs> the English of programming. I think you're right about that. I, I was a part of a group that taught kids for a while, I didn't do the curriculum, I just experienced the curriculum while the kids were learning. And they, the goal was to make them more front end. You know, the, the goal was, let's get into the browser and let's make a, a website that you can see because that's such a satisfying moment, I think, for a lot of kids, or at least that was the goal of this class. But they started in Node, because the, because the the point was like let's get used to the the command line, and, and and Node was was great for them there because they got used to the syntax of JavaScript before they were introduced to DOM APIs and stuff. So and that was a long time ago, so Node's been around for a minute. So you're you you know you invent it, get it going, uh, but not forever. You haven't been shepherding Node through its entire history, right? You, at one point away from all that
2: yeah um my i was working for a company called joint uh which has subsequently been sold to samsung um joint bought the project from me very early on uh and this this was um great great for me at at the time uh uh but kind of vested my my interest in the project so so yeah I, i was i was the uh the the gatekeeper, as as we called it, for for uh, the first first two or three years of, of the project, uh, then handed handed it over to to Isaac Schluter, uh, and then a then a, a chain of, of other <laughs> other people who who were uh, uh, subsequently more and more distant from from the project. Uh, it kind of created some some controversy at some point with the IOJS uh, uh, fork of of Dino at, um... at some point, and. The um, subsequent move move of Node into the into the Linux Foundation ultimately.
1: Okay, and and then I, I don't know how deep we want to go into that those those middle years. It's almost more interesting to to, to get up to that point where this you know this I think twenty eighteen talk of like okay I have this history with Node I see some problems with it. I I have it in me. Not a lot of people have two major projects in their life. You do somehow. I'm going to start over. I think I, I think I'm ready. What was the mental moment of like, I'm ready to do this all over again. Uh, You know, in, in my mind, I was, I was effectively,
2: you know, trying not to work on node for, for these intervening years because of of this agreement with, with Joyen. And I think coming back to the, the, the project, trying to build on top of it uh, uh, later on realizing that, there's all these bugs. There's all these ways that the, that that node is working that were just not intended to be that way. They were just they were just leftover bugs, and and now there's like this this whole uh, ecosystem of people that that are you know think think that this this is somehow deeply embedded in the system. I I think at the same time just kind of realizing that the web browser and like true JavaScript is actually moving forward like pretty rapidly, right? JavaScript is is changing every year. It's not like a fixed language. So the move from, from callbacks to async await, the move from common JS modules to ECMAScript modules, the move to the general movement to TypeScript in, in general, and like just uh, many other things. Like, there, you know, JavaScript of, of 2009 uh is 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 uh, you know clearly not the same as as JavaScript of twenty twenty two and um, or tw- you know twenty twenty eighteen whenever I whenever I gave that talk um, uh, and yeah it's it's just kind of disappointing and and I talk about that in in the talk that that effectively this this project isn't really moving isn't really moving forward and and the the delta between node and browser javascript which is always you know browser javascript is always going to be the future of javascript like that's that's clear is
1: just getting wider and wider do those standard bodies even care do they think about node or are they just like you'll yeah, catch up when you get to it
2: uh I, I, they they certain i mean T, tc39 for they 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 certainly think about it but but uh you know EC- ecma script modules is kind of explicitly not <laughs> not common js modules which is kind of the require syntax that you have in in node um so they think about it but but i i, I don't think their their main goal is pushing forward browser javascript as it should be uh, and note node is is a bit of an afterthought, and yeah i I think that that kind of widening gap uh, just just at the highest level is is what that that
1: talk is is complaining about I see, so if you land on anywhere, you land on I wish this server side version of JavaScript was immediately in line with as as JavaScript develops. I want to be ready for that, ready for for change.
2: I, I mean,
1: coming back to your kind of jQuery and
2: and uh, CSS selectors, I mean people should be able to take their browser skills and use it to build servers. that's That's the main idea and And the wider that 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 gap becomes, the less utility you have there, you you want to be able to reuse skills, and and the whole point of using JavaScript in the first place is, is to is to be able to reuse what people know from from the web browser. So why does Node have its own HTTP client instead of the Fetch API? Like why you know why why there, there's there's many 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 of these 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 sort of problems, and you know I I think uh, you know. You can you can chalk it up to to a couple of of different things, but I, I think a big part of it is just that it's it's a big big monolithic C plus plus code base that that was created ten years ago, and it's pretty difficult to to move that that code base. And so that that talk uh, was a. You know, just just a demo of of thinking about how maybe we could do do things differently, um, and and what it might look like if if we were going to design it today. I, I totally expected to to throw away that code after after the talk. Um, really? But surprisingly, uh, yeah, people people started contributing to it and and got excited about it and so i put more work into it and uh yeah now it's dino's the top 20th sop- software project on on github and uh in terms of of stars anyway um and uh yeah many many tens of thousands of of
1: users every week are 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 using it that's wild that's wild we we should get into the the differences but i guess one thing you have doubled down on then is that it's it is still javascript i mean it the Venn diagram of what node and Dino serves is pretty, yeah, uh, p- pretty similar. Absolutely. <laughs>
2: yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think, uh, you know, the, the, the main goals here is, is to, to make this easy for people to, to uh, kind of take their, take their browser skills and, and use them server side. So we put a lot of work into developer experience and that, you know, that, That is a lot about kind of standards and APIs and, uh, you know, making sure that we're we're, uh, passing the web platform tests. Like if you go on MDN and and look at the browser compatibility tables, you'll see Dino down there. I mean, it it is truly one of the web browsers. Um, It implements a lot of very, very exactly a lot of the, the APIs. It passes the same tests as browsers do. Um, mm-hmm. but developer experience also extends to like the LSP language, server product language, uh, uh, language server protocol. Yeah. I think that's protocol. right. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, the, the thing that, that like VS code talks to, to, to give you, give you auto complete like, and all that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, to, you know, code formatting and just, you know, test having, having kind of a test system built in and just, Make yeah, making it easier for people to, to kind of get started with stuff without having to you know have a have a PhD in, in uh, npm modules before before uh, starting starting building their their project just to just to kind of answer those questions in the same way, uh, taking a lot of uh, of uh, inspiration from. Go, actually, where where they kind of have a full tool chain of, of tooling there. But yeah, de-
1: developer experience. Yeah, I notice you have a pretty good standard library like Go does. Go has all kinds of good standard library yeah, stuff.
2: Node no, never had a had really had a standard library which has created this kind of Dependency problem where there's many many small npm modules that are servicing just super niche, uh, <laughs> super niche things. Left left pad I think is the canonical example, um, and. Uh, you know, of course, whenever you are are adding dependencies to your project, that dependency is going to have another dependency, and that no- other dependency is going to have another dependency and so you 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 always have the possibility of a dependency explosion but if you have kind of a common uh, standard module system, then like you don 't it, it it becomes less of a problem it doesn't it doesn 't kind of uh, uh, exponentially explode like that. At some point, it's more like a diamond problem. Like you have five dependencies. Maybe they have each have five dependencies, but they all kind of uh, uh, circle back to to the
1: main standard library. What's because I feel like JavaScript is already pretty thick with that. Stuff like you don't need a library to to parse some JSON. You don't need a library to find something in a string. Whereas with Go, you abs you totally do. (laughs) You know. So what's the you know since JavaScript's already pretty thick with helpers? What's the top standard library thing that Dino adds? I mean, or any of them. I mean, things things that extend it beyond
2: that, right? So, uh, you know, parsing byte strings. Uh, oh, there uh, you we, go. We have like a collections module with like RB trees. We, you know, a bunch of bunch of algorithms like flag parsing or like dot uh, M is a very common module that people uh, yeah. use to lose to load stuff. So, so just a, a semver parser, right? Uh, there, just just kind of. Uh, uh, a asserts library for use in your your test. You know asserts equals, right? There's there's just there's there's a lot of utilities that are um, very common, but not so common that they're actually in JavaScript itself.
0: I feel like you're trying to throw my Jest testing setup under the bus here, um, <laughs> uh, implying that of, it's yeah. overly convoluted <laughs> and has a weird required dependency and uh is what is
1: the testing story does it is it just or is it is it is there a, did you ship no, there, it with there, the there's tester? a
2: tester there's a built-in test test runner uh and oh, it's, it's quite nice. advanced and uh it can do fancy things like like making sure that all of your promises have completed by the end of the test and uh uh, it, it, you know, the, I, I think the main thing with a test testing library is is just to have one that everybody can can use, and not not to have everybody kind of come up with their own. More or less, all of these testing libraries are the same. Maybe some different terminology, you know, maybe some slightly different uh, methods here and there, but. I mean more or less you just need something you need a bunch of functions that you can run with a command and and see that they don 't throw errors right that's that 's more or less what you 're doing yeah
0: well is yeah. is that kind of your general thesis like we put too many flavors into the JavaScript ecosystem or is is that sort of what you 're trying to combat yeah, yeah there's there's too much choice
2: yeah uh, there, there's too much unnecessary choice going on right and and i i think as as programmers we we're you know, to take a, a really, uh, silly example, types, uh, tabs versus spaces. Right. And it's just like, are we really going to have this debate? Right. Like I, I think every company I've ever worked in has, has had this debate at some point. And it's just like, this is just a waste of time. Like just choose one and move forward. Right. It's, it's, it, it, there, there is not really a big difference be, between the two at the end of the day. And, uh, uh, in in many ways, we're we're trying to make some some sane choices and just just trying to alleviate people from having to decide those things. Do you really want to decide how your code is formatted, or do you just want everybody to use the same? Like, hmm. I like that a lot. Please don't make me hope, pick I, I anymore. Hope I, don't, need... I hope we don't dive into a tabs versus spaces debate. No, right let's
0: now. not. Uh... <laughs> we got an hour. Um... <laughs>
1: This episode of Shop Talk Show is brought to you in part by Sanity, the Sanity Composable Content Cloud. Yeah, the SCCC powers, awesome digital experiences for companies like Puma, Sonos, Skims, Figma, and more. Sanity makes your content composable, reusable, programmable, so that your team can deliver outstanding experience to your audience faster and easier than ever. So our content authoring product, Sanity Studio, just got a major upgrade. Sanity Studio is open source, single page app, super fast to set up, easy to configure as your needs grow. If you've ever felt Bogged down by the limitations of a CMS, Sanity Studio now frees you to customize content authoring experience for any type of experience. Couple things that are particularly awesome. This new studio customization framework that enables you to tailor the studio to your specific needs without adding any maintenance overhead. Less code. It also has full TypeScript coverage so you can customize your studio with confidence, support from your favorite code editor. The new studio enables embeddable authoring so you can now embed sanity studio as a dependency in another application you and your team will be able to navigate to the sanity studio using the familiar pattern like your website slash admin You know, and then you're just, you're on, it's like any other CMS in that way, which means less context switching. And the studio also allows you to set up workspaces to deeply customizable environments to organize your content by team, product area, region, readiness, or whatever works best for your team. You can get started to try out Sanity with a free boosted plan with increased API and bandwidth limits. Just head to sanity, S-A-N-I-T-Y, sanity.io slash talk to get started. Thanks. So there's some there's some notable differences with with dino and a couple of them that i think i really would love to hear more about one of them is the like i think it's maybe even just from the from the homepage of it is this kind of secure by default situation where it's like you're and maybe it's from your talk too that like if you download a linter (laughs) i think was your example that can update your code there's no reason that linter should have access to your entire computer that's just weird or if you execute some code there's no reason that that code absolutely has access to the fetch api or whatever like why why should it you know i would prefer to give it that access if i give it to it but not have it by default and that that seems like a huge difference between node and and deno to me <laughs> somebody who has spent plenty of time trying to secure the execution of Node in weird environments. I operate or uh, co-founder of CodePen, and we have all these processors that we tried to, to, to run, and they're, you know, recently they're in Lambdas, you know, that's nice, there's some some security of running Node in a Lambda, but not all. You know, there's st- still dangerous crap people can do, and it's like, gosh, I wish Dino existed then, I would have written them all in that, and just have it been secure by default and rock and roll, you know? Anyway, I said too much. What's up with secure by default? Where to start? Where to start? Uh, (laughs) JavaScript is is
2: actually one of the most security-conscious languages. But kind of ironically, in in the, the Node and NPM system, we have some of the biggest... Supply chain attack problems out there and in part kind of caused by this this dependency problem. Like you just have so many dependencies in in node and you just you're you're hooking, you know, you with with great power comes great responsibility, right? You're 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 hooking into a, a huge amount of infrastructure, but like, there's no way you can audit all of that code. And by default in Node, you have complete access to the system. And and that's kind of a shame because JavaScript by default is is a sandbox, right? Each of your kind of browser tabs cannot access each other. They cannot, you know, read your browser cache and look at your credit card information and... You know, I, I would consider this kind of adding to the delta between browser and server side JavaScript. Like in Node, we I, I just never never thought about that. Like I was I was too busy trying to trying to make make uh, make servers uh, with 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 Node. Um, and in Dino, uh, yeah, basically we 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 just weren't as loosey goosey with with uh, with. Uh, Kind of security as 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 we were in in note it's it's really hard to claw that back after the fact uh, but uh, you know from from the outset we we've built dino with the idea that that you know by default running your program you have no access to the system obviously this is a server-side system you know accessing the network accessing the hard drive is probably something you might want to do at some point and so you can kind of conditionally plug holes into the system to Uh, allow read access to files to you can do allow net and you know give give an allow list of of say you only want to access google.com uh uh, and and like reject all other connections You, you you can just uh Kind of conditionally plug holes in the system as as kind of the lowest privilege necessary for for uh, what
1: what you're trying to get
2: done. that's freaking
0: so,
1: great. What what else does that like R- Ruby doesn't do that you know like what? yeah they, they I, I don't think they
2: can do that. I mean uh, uh, a lot of these. You know, JavaScript is is just so security conscious because of the browser, right? The browsers have to be secure. You have to be able to visit a website that you don't trust, uh, and so just just a huge amount of work has gone into uh, hardening V8 and and other JavaScript runtimes against against attacks. Uh, why not use that outside of the web browser? That, that's I think there's there's all sorts of situations that 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 is. Uh, uh, not just useful but but kind of paramount right i you know in in particular when when you're starting out a project and adding some dependencies to it like do you really want to i mean do, do you know that when you npm uh install something like that program run can run um those modules can run post install scripts which have unconditional access to your system so you I are, do know that time <laughs> you add an npm module you are giving Unconditional access to your entire system uh, that's that's from you know you 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 have no idea what uh, of, of the thousand modules that that you know are going to be installed on your system what what's going to happen. That's pretty scary. Um, of course the solution maybe is is to always run that in a Docker container. Uh, but I think uh, you know <laughs> that that is uh, uh, not happening for most yeah, developers right. and Easier I said I than think done yeah having you know utilizing the javascript sandbox uh that that is is just available in v eight um uh is is very useful uh and and so in, in dino you can you can always uh run this and by the way in dino you can uh uh link to npm modules and and run them without without uh concern about uh, uh, giving them full without having to give them full access to your system. Mm. So it does have NPM support. And re- yeah, uh, as of as of recently. So, you know, when I gave that original talk, it didn't. Uh, the only way to hook into external modules was through uh, HGPS imports. So so actually giving, you know, you could put your you could put your modules up on GIST or on GitHub and, and kind of put a URL to that to that in in your in your code um since since uh version 128 which came out uh in november uh, last november um uh you can now you can now import npm modules
1: uh we we put a lot of work into compatibility um do you like it's, import it's, them the same way or it's just like import react from react you don't have to give it a full path to wherever react it's lives Im- or whatever
2: import react from npm colon react
1: uh, so, Ew. so uh,
2: um, you still have to give give the the kind of little URL up there because module specifiers should be proper URLs and npm colon npm that's that's kind of like a a, a schema a, a scheme for 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 the the kind of npm URL. So in in some ways it's kind of like a portal into into this this uh, this Node ecosystem.
1: It just looks like one though, right? Like, does that does V V8... eight Complain? would it just i don't know i don't know what i'm asking it's it just makes it look like a url but i guess that that's enough to be a url (laughs) i don't know to distinguish those things
2: it is a url you can you can parse it with with the url class for example um uh you can also use import maps if you want kind of bare specifiers, the Ooh, traditional nice. kind of uh, React bare specifiers. So so those can always be mapped back uh, for kind of what, what people t- typically are using. But yeah, this is all kind of part of our... Pushing JavaScript towards the actual standards of of uh, of what what ECMAScript modules are 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 supposed to be, and and you know not not having this big delta between what browsers are doing and what what's standardized versus uh, what's happening in Node.
0: Because that, that felt like a big change, like when Dino was announced, was like you don't get it from the package repository; you get it from the internet. You just you get the module from the internet. You saw the file it's there. And, and originally too, it was TypeScript only, right? That was kind of the foundation, but, but since you've kind of layered in JavaScript support or, or do I have that wrong? Uh,
2: it, you have that wrong. Uh, J- JavaScript support okay. has, has always been there. And, and I mean, it's, it's it has always been a, a first class language in, in Dino. you know, TypeScript and JavaScript, it's not right to think of these as different languages. TypeScript is, is, uh, kind of is javascript just with types added to it right it's it's it it really is is a very simple operation to take take a typescript file strip out the types and and then what's what's remaining is is just a pure javascript file um so anyway we we we've always done that and and you know you're you're fully welcome to run java i i mostly run javascript with with uh with dino um, but it does have it does have full TypeScript support, and I I think TypeScript is is where the language is going. I, I think uh, it is not standardized, but but there are proposals for like types as comments. Basically, you know, when you have a variable and then you have a colon and then you have a type to to like basically what they what what the proposal is is suggesting is that the V8 or the JavaScript engine will just ignore that part and just consider it a comment. Um, so that eventually uh, browsers would be able to understand TypeScript uh, directly. That's that's a ways off, uh, uh, and that's that's a little bit speculative. But you know, I I think it's pretty clear that TypeScript is uh, is very useful to JavaScript programmers, and you know. JavaScript is great for for getting started but once you have a pretty complex uh program going on uh TypeScript lets you
0: scale that uh pretty powerfully yeah let's say i have a node app today i have i'm running about 7 right now what 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 does a migration process look like i think you know i'm thinking like what if i have like a little server i'm running to whatever uh do some job, I don't know, do something. And then maybe getting more complex. I have like a a front end app that builds, you know, builds a UI. Like, is that stuff Dino can do or, or like, where's the sweet spot? And then, and what's the migration process like? I, I guess
2: differing levels of migration, depending on the complexity. So, uh, some simple kind of scripts that are pulling in some npm modules. Uh, it's probably just a matter of modifying your your imports. Where you know previously you might have done import express. Uh, you you might need to now you, you would need to now do uh, npm col- import npm colon express. But again, uh, import maps can can make you, uh, uh, allow you to avoid even that. But but then you would you would need to create an import map. Uh, Obviously, I I, I guess even before that, uh, in Node, you can do common JS modules. Uh, in Dino, you can't. We we're we're kind of putting our foot down on, on that. We're we're not oh, allowing God, you to thank you. That's so great. It's it's I mean it doesn't help our adoption because like obviously people just want to run their their old programs on on this, but we're we're kind of putting our foot down and, and saying, no, actually you need to you need to move to to ES modules. You can you can use JavaScript, you can you can use your NPM modules, but but you do need to use uh, ECMAScript modules. script by the way, uh, you, you can import NPM modules that use CommonJS. So like internally, deep inside of Dino, we do understand CommonJS. We just don't allow you as a user
1: You're to, to write do it. that.
2: But, but you can <laughs> you can't actually import NPM modules that, that are... So for example, Express, I believe, is still written in CommonJS. And you can import yeah, Express yeah. and run an Express server in Dino. So... I think it should be it should be a pretty superficial change of of some imports. We also uh, require you to use file extensions in your imports. So if you're doing a you know import. src/server you might need to change that to uh import. src/server.js um, that is also in line with the the ECMAScript standard. I, I think on on that front, we might be a little bit more willing to allow that, maybe with a war- warning in a future, just just to just to help people uh, help people migrate. Um, so yeah, some some kind of superficial superficial changes like that should should get people up and running on
1: on it. I don't think so. You should keep it hard line. <laughs> No, gotta use file extensions. Oh, it just seems better. Yeah,
2: it, it, it's a trade-off, right? I, that, that's that's kind of the big debates that we always have. Is is like, you know, where where to put our foot down? And I mean, our our goal is is really to push JavaScript forward and and like I said, close this delta between browser JavaScript and server JavaScript. But I mean, n- naturally, there's there's some pragmatism that has to come into this, and and uh, Allowing people to to easily adopt Dino is 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 also uh, something that that we're always considering and and reevaluating. Uh, that's where we were, you know, we we're kind of stuck with npm imports for for a while for that 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 purpose. But uh, at this point, uh, we you know the npm imports have have turned out to be really successful. You know, it's it's working not with one hundred percent. There's kind of a long tail of of modules that that are very old and don't work (laughs) and do do kind of nefarious things like use underscore underscore proto underscore underscore, which we are like, yeah, you, we're just not going to allow prototype hacking because that's just, that's just a security problem. Um, But, you know, 80 to 90% of NPM modules should, should work out of the box. The, The compatibility is, is, is very good at this point
1: does that mean it's a package.json file situation again then it's it's not a package.json file we we do do uh import maps uh uh,
2: there is discussions about whether we should uh support we should have dino understand package dino does understand package.json when you do npm imports but for kind of the top level code you use uh you use import maps Mm.
0: wow Neat. I kind of <laughs> super like that. Actually, that's. I mean, that's what you're trying to express, right? It's just, hey, do this, right? I
2: I, I encourage people to to play around with it, right? I I think you you'll you you'll be surprised at, at uh, how much cruft this the some of these choices alleviate. Uh, it it should feel very clean and simple to to get started with. So
0: do do like my roll up, my vite, my webpack. Do those all work? as I'd expect on Dino or VTS yes. rollup.
2: Yes. Webpack. I am blanking on, but I think so. Yes.
0: Interesting. Yeah. I, I'm, I don't know. I've been like thinking about like front end frameworks, you know, how we do the big, cause we all have the, the module shardification and we do all the big bundling and then we do the splitting and then we do the shaking and then we like pray it works and it does, doesn't or something, but, I'm just wondering if there's like, like the import maps, you know, it's just like, could something just slam my things together and give me an import map and bingo, bingo, that was my build process. You know, I, I just, I wonder if we're headed that way. Um, I'd be curious about your thoughts of like, where, what steps does the front end need to take? Cause you're, you're working on the servers and stuff. What, what does the, front end need to do a little agnostic about
2: that problem uh i i guess so clear clearly there you know I, I think there there's been, been some ideas in the past that that maybe with http 2 pipelining and with uh ES modules that maybe front ends don't need to bundle anymore and that you can literally just don't ship, bundle, no bundling. ship all of your code directly to the browser. I'm suspicious of this. I I, I kind of think that there's going to be bundling going on because like where you can eke out performance, like programmers are going to do that. And uh, it, it it seems uh, unlikely that many requests is going to be ever be more performant than a single request uh, for 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 a bundle. Um, I I guess where I do think that bundling will change is that right now we do bundling as a build step that happens, uh, you know, at deployment time or or before deployment time. And I think with the uh, introduction of new easier to use serverless systems that that are faster and thinking in in particular about Dino deploy are uh, the 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 proprietary product that that I'm working on, or Cloudflare workers. Um, that we start having the the ability to run JavaScript code in the cloud really really easily and really that spins up super super fast. I mean, in, in the past it's been kind of Lambda and it's you know multiple second cold start times and, and stuff, but now you can start thinking about running things like ES Build actually in the cloud in your server like at, at, uh, on first request. And, and so instead of having kind of an ahead of time build process for bundling, actually doing it just in time and caching those results so that you actually alleviate the whole build process and, and the whole, you know, I'm opening a PR to this website. Now I have to wait for this thing to, to kind of build the, build the site, but instead just upload the code directly to, to the cloud and run that kind of just in time to, to, to build those uh, JavaScript artifacts or, or do image optimizations or, or other, other things like that.
1: Ooh, that's some galaxy brain stuff. I'm not ready for it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think
2: that's where we're going. I think we're not quite there yet. The technology is... is still still, kind of in its infancy, but but I would imagine that it's just a much better developer experience if you can just, if your deployments are always five seconds and you don't have to wait for some build yeah. process to run, because like ultimately at the end of the day, your server does have, is Turing complete and can do all sorts of stuff. And, you know, we can run, you know, a, a big pattern right now is is running React server side and doing SSR to actually use React kind of the, the way that we used to use PHP as kind of a templating language, and actually render static HTML server side just in time for users. Why can't you also do that with with a JavaScript bundling process server server side? Like if we're you know we, if we have the ability to run React code, like we we could as well also run ES Build, right? We can run Wasm up there. Uh, and yeah, the the kind of serverless technology is improving quite rapidly now, and and so I think that that's going to become more mainstream
1: in the future. Certainly agree with that. We Cloudflare workers. Are, I mean, I know, I don't know, <laughs> let's talk about Dino deploy too, but they, they literally are V8. I remember when I first was learning about that, I was like, oh, that's weird. I I like have to pre bundle everything. Like it's, they tell you explicitly it's not Node. It's not Dino either, apparently. It's just a, a chunk of V8. It, but a lot of love for V8 in this podcast so far is, is Dino, is there V8? Is that, did, because Node is not right it's like a rewritten version of all of JavaScript did you rewrite it all again for Dino or is it V8 under there
2: but no, D, uh, Node is is V eight. Uh, Dino is is also V eight, oh. and, and Cloudflare is also V eight. And and Cloudflare Workers was was uh, you know a very everything's V eight. Okay, al- almost everything is V eight. Uh, uh, it was a very uh, V eight is is just like one of the most you know serious battle hardened pieces of software out there. I mean, it's it's just very fast. It's very robust. Uh, it's just a, a a great piece of software. So you can think of of Node and Dino and Cloudflare workers as distributions of V8, kind of like there's distributions of the Linux kernel. Uh, these are these are kind of different flavors of of that.
1: It seemed to be the year of flavors of JavaScript runtimes. We can lump Bun in there as well. Is that V8 too, or or, that's, that's, or not? That's
2: JavaScript core. Uh, yeah, there's there's a number of uh, demo projects out there, uh, uh, kind of playing around with with uh, JavaScript runtimes. Just JS uh, is. Is uh, uh, another one that that is kind of topping the the um, tech empower benchmarks. Uh, uh, that that one's
1: uh, V eight. Interesting, I did not realize that all the way.
0: And everyone knows Bun is powered by Zig, but does, <laughs> thank you, Dave. I'm glad we does, got that out of there. Do you know have anything fancy like that? Is fancy <laughs> programming languages under the hood, or is it just? More C plus plus and and JavaScript. Uh, Dino is built on
2: on Rust and and uh, V eight. So Rust, uh, okay, uh, uh-huh. you know, an industry standard, uh, 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 very very performance
1: systems. It's still one of the one of the proper keywords, though. You have to either say Go Ruster or, <laughs> or, or an even fancier one like that in order to impress people these days. I feel like.
0: Well, this is very cool. I guess. Yeah. You know, what What do you want people to know about Dino today? Like like should we all just? This is our Christmas project, moving everything over. <laughs> or, or what? Uh, what? What do you want people to know about Dino today, or, or how to get started and try it out?
2: Yeah, I, I mean, we're, it's it's focused on developer experience, security, and and performance. And uh, uh, as as of recently, is is supporting npm modules, and uh, that that support is is here to stay. And and uh. uh yeah, I, I I'd encourage people to to try it out. It's it's uh, uh,
1: should should be should be a a pretty great experience. I, I'm thinking of Fresh. I don't know if y'all are involved with Fresh or those other developers who took it took it on and did it. But that's kind of nice to see when an ecosystem has like little tools like that that theoretically make it even easier. It's like do you, do you want to build a web something with this? Then 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 try this. You know, like how I don't know whatever react has next or something dino has fresh in a way
2: yeah Fre- fresh is fresh is uh a dino first web framework that is exploring uh to to great effect some some of these ideas that I was talking about earlier with doing kind of just in time uh javascript bundling so so it actually runs ES build server side and uh fresh is um uses this islands architecture for, for front end JavaScript. So, so, you know, you, you kind of uh, segment your code into server rendered things and client side JavaScript um, that kind of gets, gets the client side JavaScript kind of gets loaded on demand. If, if you load one of those components, uh, the net effect of that is that if you build a website in fresh, like you will get a 100 page score on, uh, the lighthouse score, (laughs) like it's, it is very good good at getting you a 100 uh, lighthouse score. It is more targeted towards content heavy websites rather than kind of very dynamic websites. So, you know, think kind of e-commerce sites or wikis, blogs, things that are mostly static content with, you know, a shopping cart, like little bits of, of dynamic stuff versus something that is very, um, very dynamic, like a dashboard, or or or, or uh, 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 yeah, it, it, dashboard is, is is the right example. I, I think uh, the benefits you can certainly do dashboards in in Fresh, uh, but but you don't you don't see the same benefits. Where where Fresh really shines is is kind of you know, mostly content heavy, uh, but with, with bits of interactivity and, you know, if, if, if you care about performance and, and getting a 100 page score, uh, uh, and, and kind of seeing the future of, of what, what it looks like to have a Dino first web framework. Um, <laughs> that is like, it gets, yeah, it, you should definitely, fresh is a good entry point for, for Dino because like the, you know, kind of comparing like the fresh getting started script to the create react script. I mean, create react is is just that like beast. minutes yeah. long of installation with like hundreds of megabytes of npm dependencies. Fresh is like two seconds. It's 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 kind of uh, uh, ridiculously simple.
1: That's great. The 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 uh, the showcase showing all the things that are possible is very robust <laughs> for for uh, for a thing that seems so relatively new. It's pretty cool to see. Yeah, yeah.
2: Fresh, fresh is, is is handling some some pretty serious production traffic. So we're 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 using this this for basically all of our sites at this point. Uh, it is it is handling many millions of requests per day. I, I'm I, I'm hesitating whether I should go into the billions there, but defi- definitely 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 uh, is is production ready <laughs> software.
1: Mm-hmm. And then. Maybe we should end with the, uh, like, what is the hosted service that you offer? Because, yeah, I mean, there's a pretty clear plan here, it seems like. This wasn't just like, I don't know, I'm just going to do another open source thing again and hopefully it gets really popular and maybe money happens again. Maybe the new joint buys it again or something. This is not that, right? It's like we're going to actually have a business enterprise of this. Um, yeah, you know. I I mean Dino Node, Node is not too far
2: away from a lot of business needs. And uh we uh, uh think that that it's you know that that uh serverless is 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 really an area where you know this this technology kind of where the rubber rubber hits 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 the rope. Um So, you know, we built Dino not as a monolithic C++ project, but as a module Rust project that's made up of many crates. And what we do is we, the Dino open source project and Dino deploy are not really the same runtime, actually. We take take those crates and recombine them and build a system uh, called Dino deploy, which is which is a serverless system. Uh, it, it has really great cold start times uh, in in around the 100, 100 millisecond range, uh, and and really great response times, and, and allows you to run JavaScript, you know, Dino or otherwise, uh, it, you know, kind of general general JavaScript s- server side uh, at the edge that is running in thirty four regions worldwide, um, and yeah, D- Dino Deploy is is. Uh, Handling many hundreds of millions of requests per per day, uh, and is, uh, for example, uh, there is acting as kind of a white label execution engine for uh, some of the service. You, you you might not realize it, but but like for example, Net, Netlify Edge Functions is actually Dino Deploy under the hood. Or super base edge functions is. Oh, is it Dino okay? Deployed.
1: That's interesting. I was going to ask you, and I was like, oh, maybe I won't bring up the Netlify ones because they're doing their own. You'd rather have people use Dino Deploy or something, but it's all the same. Use Netlify, all good.
2: They pay me. <laughs> I mean, Net, Net, Netlify adds, you know, make, makes it uh, uh, very easy to use and and uh, uh, attractive uh, to yeah, it, you know, adds a lot of of kind of. Uh, uh, yeah the netlify serve it makes it interact with with kind of netlify static hosting and stuff really really nicely uh uh but yeah under under the hood this is this is uh dino deploy uh superbase edge functions uh, yeah it, you know it's, it's basically finding a niche as as kind of a, a white label uh x uh, serverless system there aren't too many like true serverless systems out there a lot of them are just rebranded versions of of other things uh that's not yeah. what dino deploy is dino deploy is is the actual infrastructure
1: that's good the, the lower level the the better almost the dave and i could do shop talk functions just 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 white label it and throw a little dx around it and
0: that's what people
1: want everybody's <laughs> making double,
0: money. it's costing us <laughs> bada bing bada boom baby uh this is cool, but it kind of comes down to like this is a great choice for serverless because a lot of effort has been put into that security and performance, right? Like the the footprint of of Dino is very very small, right? Uh, yeah, absolutely. To absolutely. No. And and
2: don't don't forget the the DX as well. I, uh, you know, Dino deploy yeah, yeah. understands TypeScript out of the box. You don't need to transpile and and bundle. Uh, uh, but yeah, we we put a lot of effort into making sure that that these things can handle a lot of load. What you know, with with serverless, you're you're basically building something that looks pretty similar to a web browser. I mean, you have many, many tenants, right? And if you think of, of like, Chrome having many tabs open, none of those tabs, all of those tabs are running, you know, separate applications uh, that don't trust each other. And, and that's, that's basically what, what a serverless system is doing, except instead of, like, a GUI... Uh, thing on your desktop, you basically have a web server, and you're you're kind of starting up all these tabs very very quickly to handle requests from from different parties, and trying to do that as uh, as quickly as possible is is uh, what we're good at. Yeah, we're we're you know we we I, I think the the secret sauce here is is that we are not starting up Docker containers for for these. We're we're really utilizing uh, the JavaScript sandbox and the fact. I mean, you know, kind of think think about how how fast it is to start up Figma, right? I mean, this is a, effectively Adobe Illustrator, right? But it installs on your computer in like one second. Um, uh, it, you know, we're, the, these V8, these little JavaScript programs can start up very, very fast. And there's just been uh, you know decades of work now to to make these things as as fast as possible. And and so we we use that server side to to really. You know, just in a blink of an eye, just just uh, uh, start start up these things and, and respond to requests. And so, yeah, this is what I mean by kind of the next generation of
1: serverless serverless infrastructure is is just much cheaper and much faster. That's amazing! You can just have this thing do anything from anywhere, right? From an edge location, Ugh, huge. Love it. <laughs> Very cool. Give it a KV store, and then we'll be really cooking.
0: <laughs> it's Chris's pet feature. Yep,
1: uh, it's
2: it's it's. It's on my mind. Cool.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, great. Uh, well, thank you, uh, Ron, for coming on the show and uh, chatting uh, with us about Dino. We really appreciate it for people who aren't following you and giving you money. How can they do that?
2: Uh, I, I don't have a Twitter, but uh, you can follow uh, Dino underscore land at uh, on, uh, on Twitter. Um, uh, that is mostly me. Um, uh, and uh, Yeah. I guess that's that's the only place you can. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah, and the website of course is, is uh dino. Land. dino. Dino Dino dot com now. No? Dino Dino uh,
1: looks like there's both, right? Dino dot land is the open source dino. project. Dino dot the open source and Dino.
0: Oh well yeah. there you that's why I'm good at websites. Thank you. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, thank you uh, for coming on the show. We really appreciate it. That was, that was very awesome and educational for me. And thank you, dear listener for downloading this in your podcast. Be sure to Heart favorite up. That's how people find out about the show. Uh, Join us in the d- d- Discord. That's the best thing you can do. Uh, Patreon.com slash Shop Talk Show. Uh, it's a lot of fun. And I this is the last episode of the season. Um, We're going to take a little break. We'll be back in the new year with uh, more guests lined up. And um, Chris, you got anything else you'd like to say?
1: I think that'll do it. Thanks so
0: much, Ryan. And thanks, everybody, for listening. Take care. Shop Talk <laughs>